Welcome back inside the Atlantic Union Bank Center as we get set for James Madison and Louisiana on this Thursday night. I'm Corey Spector, now joined by James Madison head coach Sean O'Regan. Coach, we'll get into some stuff on the court in just a moment, but tonight is an important night because it's your Play for K pink-out game here in Harrisonburg, and of course it hits very close to home because Kiki Jefferson and her mother, who is battling through cancer right now, as a leader of young women, what's the significance of a night like tonight, and what goes through your mind on an occasion like tonight? Well, just um, the gratitude of, of where we are and what we get to do, and not everybody gets to, to do that. Not everybody gets to be healthy. Um, and I think for, for us, this is always a, a pretty big event for us, uh, and certainly across women's basketball uh, as a whole, uh, with Kay Yao starting the, this Cancer uh, Foundation, um, after her battle with, with, with breast cancer. Um, and that's what started. I think it's a, it's a really cool thing. And certainly we're not, we're not discriminated against other cancers, of course, right? But uh, I think it just brings awareness to, to cancer survivors or uh, people that are battling cancer in general. And so uh, it's a special one for, for me um, for a lot of reasons. But certainly, you know, Kiki and having, having that, it's, it's so up close and personal with, with her situation with her mother. Um, that that it's it's always a little bit extra, but um, I think it's a great event. And we've we've poured into it over the over the years, um, and really, you know, going all out. And the, the towels we put out, and, and all the pink the pink uniforms we haven't always had. Um, you know, coaches making sure it's more than just a pink pin. It's you know, for for us, it's it's really a full fledged awareness and trying to you know help help people understand it's. It's um, you know it's it's a big thing and, and you know they do need they do need money for research and, and all that and so um, I think sports is a great way to get messages like that out and um, KL really started that with women's basketball and, and obviously you know Jimmy V and, and and what he did on the on the men's side of things um, you know it's it's the same concept but um, you know I, it's always it's always a special one for me. You became a head coach seven years after Kay Yao's passing, but did you learn anything from her just watching over the years? You know what? Um, just just respected her as a coach, um, and I wish I could say it was more than that. Um, it really it really wasn't for me. It was um, she was just always a competitor, and, and um, you know I, I love watching coaches that that are competitors, and and I love trying to learn from the highest level. It's something I've always been fascinated with. Is that um, you know. Kao's doing the same exact thing as as School X, and School X is losing, and Kao's winning. I obviously want to learn from the winner, even though they could be doing the exact same thing. But for me, that's that's always how my perspective has been. And she was always um, she always coaching at a really high level. And um, you know, I, I the aspiration for me is always um, trying to lead young women the right way, which is um, you know it's 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 certainly different for a male. Um, but for me, uh, I think there's a lot of stuff, a lot of lessons I can teach through this through this sport. And I, I think KL was always somebody that did that. Emotions could run high tonight, but uh, you know, as a coach, like, how do you handle this whole situation? Is it just another game and we're wearing pink, or is it more than that? Like, how do you kind of put that through your head? Uh, I mean, um, I'm sure it'll be emotional, and there's nothing I want to take away from that. Um, that's okay for me. Um, I think emotion is is part of you know being a human being. So. Um, for for us, we're, we're you know we're we're going to come out. We're focused on the game and trying to win the game, just like any other game. And um, biggest game of the year is, is what we always say for every game. Um, so for me, that that's that's we'll, we'll get to that part of the focus. But 
you know, they know. Um, they, we got in pink shoes for Monday. They've been excited about those all week. We know we're wearing the pink uniform. So they know what it's about. Um, and, and we'll try to we'll try to minimize it come game time and really just 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 play the game um, without, without, I don't want to say distraction, but um, when it comes down to those 40 minutes, it comes down to those 40 minutes. And that's what we're going to try to, to, to focus on when that time comes. James Madison head coach Sean O'Regan joining us ahead of JMU in Louisiana. Tonight you'll be using a different starting lineup, your fourth different one of the season. Caroline German, Jamia Hazel, Kiki Jefferson, Kobe king Hawaii, and then Susha Kozlova. You know, throughout the season when Kobe's been available, you really haven't used her much alongside Kiki, really until that Georgia Southern game on Saturday. How can those two work together? What What is the blend like between those two when they're in the lineup together? Well, I, I just think, um, you know, Kobe's really, you know, she's made a push to to really earn this this opportunity. And, um, you know, we, we gave, you know, we, we, handed, we handed her a, a, an opportunity last weekend. I thought she took advantage of it. And not just by making baskets. Um, I thought she made really good plays. I thought she rebounded well. And, of course, yeah, she hit four threes in Georgia Southern. Um, so for me, it, it, I think she deserves I think this is what she's wanted. This is what it means a lot to her. Um, and, you know, we're going to see if, if it's a good combination of things. Um, and that's what we're trying to find right now is is, is the exact right um, combination of rotation, uh, of starters, all that, um, to make sure we, we, we get hot at the right time. But um, those two together are extremely dangerous. And you're bringing somebody in who I think is um, – I think Kobe's a shot maker. I think her IQ is extremely high. Uh, in basketball and, and um, you know what I think I've, I've seen from her over the last month or two is, is really understanding the speed I want her to play at and since she's done that I, I really think she's taken off and so I think she's only getting more and more confident and that's kind of kind of what we need right now I, I think for, for us to be um, you know for us to be good you know we can't have many days going six for 28 and so um, <laughs> I think a confident player on the floor is going to help with that. And so there's a myriad of reasons why we, we chose to go with this. But um, those two together are extremely dynamic. And, and um, we've had many moments, and I thought having her and, and P and Kiki um, on the floor together, you know, you know I, I just think it's it, we're extremely tough to guard. And so I thought we got really good opportunities last weekend. We just didn't knock them in. And so hoping that um, that we can, we, can, we can get some momentum going here and, and, and uh, establish a little bit more confidence. Jamia and Susha are now the two players who have started every game for your team this season. We spoke after the Georgia Southern game about Susha and her improvements that are needed on the defensive end. With Jamia, Coach Harrow has done a fantastic job really steadying that inconsistency that plagued her earlier in her career, and she was so consistent end of non-conference play going into the beginning of conference play. But her numbers over the last five games offensively have dipped. How can you get Jamia getting back to what characterizes her as such a great player for your team? I mean, it's just, I think, spending time off the court sometimes. And so uh, we've done a lot of that, just talking about um, doing her thing and, and making sure she stays confident. It's, it's such a long season, and I think people don't always understand why isn't she playing as well as she was before. To, to me, it's like, I mean, it's, a, it's a long 30 games. It's a long, long 30 games to play at a high clip. Um, so I think there, there is going to be peaks and valleys. Um, and, for yeah, I think her offensive production has gone down a little bit. Um, you know, I, I think there was a couple situations where, um, you know, with P's availability um, and, and at the time the 
positions we had set, you know, it was, you know, I went with Caroline P and Kiki down the stretch of a couple games. And I, I don't know, could that affect Jamia? Sure. Um, what I'm trying to teach this team right now is that if it's not you, it's somebody else that, that and, and it, we're all in with trying to find a way to win. And it's, it's not a personal attack on Jamia if she doesn't play the last three minutes or not a personal attack on Kiki if, if she's not playing the last three minutes. But, um, you know, Jamia's won us some games this year down the stretch. And so, um, you know, for, for me, I'm confident in her. There's no reason she shouldn't be confident. But um, I think naturally, you know, I think back to a story about um, Kirby Burkholder. When, when she first started, I, I believe it was her sophomore year, and she went on a tear early. We played Virginia the opening game. And uh, they were pressing us, and she was just sitting down in the corner, and she, you know, the five or six threes. So her first three games, it was like she was shooting her three at like crazy, something over seventy percent for like two or three games. And so for me, it's impossible to continue. Like no one's done that in the history of time. So you're gonna have a valley. And she got she her head. She really hung her head when she was in the valley, and that's that's what I tried to explain to her was. You, you can't shoot. It's impossible to shoot it at 75% your whole career. No one does that. So it's same, same thing with Jamia or same thing with anybody is that there's going to be peaks and valleys. How are you going to grind yourself out to keep your head up, your confidence up, and, yeah, find a way to grind yourself and make a basket and not, not let three missed shots affect the next shot or uh, a bad performance to affect the next performance. So uh, we're trying to build some resiliency here, and, and I do think we, we've made progress towards that. But... The challenges don't stop. They, they keep coming uh, no matter what. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing her break out of this at some point in time. Coach O'Regan with us ahead of JMU in Louisiana. Let's talk about the Raging Cajuns a little bit. A team that struggles to score, a team that prevents other teams from scoring. What is the style of play that you've noticed about this team that you expect to see tonight? I mean, it's uh, it's different. It's um, yeah, I, I don't prefer it uh, in a lot of ways. I mean, they'll let the ball bounce six times before they start bringing the ball up the floor. Uh, you're just losing seconds, man. He's, like, I want to play more possessions. I want to play basketball. And so they're a really good team, um, but it's not my preferred style. So they will they will walk the ball up the floor um, probably 85 to 90% of the game um, in, a, in almost a, almost a um, distracting fashion because it's, it's like, are they really moving this slow? Um, but they're really good and really purposeful with their execution after they do get the ball and, and initiate their offense. So they might initiate it with 12, but at 12, they got purpose with it and they're really good. And so, um, you know, not, not, a, not a high scoring team because it, that model's not gonna be a high scoring team. And so I think their scores, their points per game given up has a lot to do with, with some of their long offense. Um, but at the same time, they're good defensively too. They, they pack the paint, but they do put pressure on you at the same time. And so um, it was a good team. Their last three losses, you know, they're eight and four in the league. Their last three losses were to Troy in overtime twice. And then to, if I'm not mistaken, Southern missed by one. So that's a good resume. Um, that's a good resume their last 10 games. So um, we got to work it out for ourselves. We're gonna have to play well. Uh, and. And, and be resilient uh, because I do think there's going to be some challenges here. They're going to – people are going to be surprised. I mean, they're going to take a lot of charges off the ball. Like, Susha running in transition, they're going to stand in her way and they're going to flop down. Um, if we're cutting, um, they're going to stand in our way and flop down. Uh, so we're going to have to be resilient with, with some of those things that uh, may not go your way. And that's why I think it will be a fun challenge for us. 
Coach, appreciate your time as always. Good luck tonight. Thank you. Important game tonight for James Madison. The Dukes and the Raging Cajuns tied for second in the Sun Belt, only behind Troy. We'll take a break on our pregame show. You're listening to JMU Women's Basketball on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network.